Hey everybody, welcome back to Defender of the Realm. This is Jay, and I'm going to be doing another Skyrim build. Now, I haven't done one of these in a while, mainly because I've kind of put down Skyrim for a while, but lately I've been picking it back up, and, you know, if you're like me, you've probably been, probably been playing Skyrim from the beginning, um, maybe just like me, it's your favorite game uh, over Oblivion or ESO, and, you know, while we're waiting for the next Elder Scrolls game to come out, Elder Scrolls VI, uh, I really like to go back to playing Skyrim, but I like to do more of sort of like a role-play element to it, uh, creating a character, building a character, uh, giving that character a backstory, and then trying to kind of assign some rules to it and kind of, you know, play it out like that. And what I'm going to be talking about today kind of combines, uh, you know, a while back I did um, an assassin build. And the, the thing is, you know, I wasn't looking to do another assassin build. What I was really looking to do is I wanted to try to come up with a really good archer build. The other thing is, is I've never played Skyrim as a vampire. As you know, you, you can contract vampirism, or if you have the Dawnguard uh, DLC, you know, you could actually end up, you know, joining a vampire clan and getting all the abilities of a vampire. And I had never really played as a vampire before, so I was tr kind of toying around with that. I started playing different types of vampire characters, uh, you know, like warriors or, or mages or, or things like that. And then I kind of started to, to develop a character. And I was like, you know, I also want to do a character that really has great ability as an archer. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking, I'm kind of classifying this as a vampire assassin, um, but you could also kind of call it like a vampire archer, I guess. Uh, the reason I'm going to call it a vampire assassin is really kind of because of the backstory that I gave the character. And, and here's the thing. Kind of going forward here, you can kind of take this build that I did, and you can kind of look at it as if you wanted to do, you know, maybe a sneaky assassin that is great with the bow, or an archer-type character, you know... Or, you know, maybe a vampire that really isn't like a mage or, or some kind of like stealthy kind of fighter, uh, maybe a, a different spin on it. Uh, I think what's really interesting, if you do multiple playthroughs with, with Skyrim, and especially if you start taking a roleplay element to it, um, you can really kind of create some unique and interesting characters. If you remember, I did a build a while back, uh, a Valkyrie build. And, you know, when I was telling you guys about the build, I kind of put some restrictions on it. Uh, you know, for example, um, you had to play it as a Nord and a female Nord. And, you know, there were certain skills that you absolutely had to do to kind of make it fit that mold of um, a Valkyrie. And here with the Vampire Assassin, um, you know, I put some kind of skill limitations, not skill limitations, but major skills that I wanted to improve. I kind of put that on me. Feel free to be flexible with it. You know, uh, I think the big takeaway from the build that I, that I'm going to describe and, you know, a build that you can kind of create off of this is create your character, just like we used to do in the old D&D &D days. Create your character, give them a backstory, and kind of decide sort of what, let's call it a vocation like what kind of a vocation or what kind of a role do you want them to have my vampire assassin i'm not looking for her to you know complete the main quest um 
you know, that's not really what she's geared for. I mean, maybe I will do that. Maybe I will take it all the way and try to complete the main the, the main quest of Skyrim. But there's plenty of side quests that she could do and will kind of fit in with her story. So why don't I start there talking a little bit about the character that I made, uh, a little bit of the backstory, and then you'll kind of understand why... I crafted her or created her like I did. So right off the bat, you know, my character, I chose a Bosmer. I chose a Bosmer mainly for the archery, um, you know, because that's kind of what they're known for. You know, Bosmers, I mean, you know, and again, yes, you, you, you do get those, those um, skill increases, like those natural skill increases, those racial increases that come along with it, you know, archery being one of them for the Bosmer. Um, but... You know, the, the reason that I, I chose uh, a Bosmer is because I wanted my character's backstory. I wanted her to be prolific with a bow. So, you know, Bosmers are probably some of the best archers in all of Tamriel. So it just made sense. So really what the the kind of quick and dirty of it is, of, of the backstory of mine is, you know, she was a Bosmer, lived with her family, um... And, you know, just lived kind of like a nice, quiet life, uh, really until, you know, some bad stuff started to happen. And what I was kind of, kind of trying to play off with is the fact that, yes, the Bosmer, a long time ago, were part of the Old Mary Dominion. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of strife between Altmer and Bosmer. So really, what it is, is, you know, my character lived with her family in the Valenwood, and we're upholding the Green Pact, which, of course, is, you know, no damage to anything. Green plants, trees, whatnot. Uh, Bosmer that follow the Green Pact sustain themselves only on meat, no plants, not using it for medicine and whatnot. And, you know, the, the kind of backstory I gave it really quickly is that, you know, while she was a very proli- prolific archer, um, you know, she was always seeking to improve herself. And, you know, what what really kind of happened with her family is is that, uh, you know, some Altmer got very, very bold, decided to try to utilize the resources, <clears throat> excuse me, utilize the resources in kind of a deep part of the Valenwood or like almost sort of like the, the outskirts of it, really. Um, and, you know, my character's father caught them, um, you know, tried to put a stop to it, tried to alert authorities, and really as an act of retribution, these Altmer then decided that, you know, they were they were going to take it out on my family. My character was the only one left alive, kind of started tramping around uh, Tamriel as it was, uh, hearing that the Thalmor uh, were being very, very active up in Skyrim, decided to cross the border. So yes, I do use the vanilla, the, the generic beginning. Uh, even though I do have the new beginnings, um, DLC, not DLC, sorry, the, the new beginnings mod where I could start my character really just about anywhere. I decided to do it, um, do, do the generic, the, the, the vanilla opening, as it will, um, captured, crossing the border, uh, brought to Helgen, uh, Alduin comes, I escape, uh, and really what it is, is I'm, I'm looking for revenge, I'm looking for revenge, uh, really against the Thalmor, uh, and any Altmer in general, um, and really anybody that aligns themselves with them, so, you know, possibly gonna join the Stormcloak Rebellion, I'm not really there yet, so, really, 
in the course of it, you know, like I said, she's a very pr- prolific archer, uh, but wants to get better, wants to improve her skills, is so filled with hate and so filled with that need for vengeance um, that when she discovers about vampires and vampirism and all that, she actually actively seeks it out. She wants to become a vampire. So I uh, did the the Dawnguard DLC uh, and really when I met Lord Harkon, uh, I accepted it. I, I accepted his offer to become a vampire and I went from there. Uh, and again, that's a real kind of quick and dirty sort of, you know, little backstory to kind of explain why my character is the way she is and why I'm playing her the way she is. So like I said, she's going to be an assassin, uh, so light armor is very, very necessary. Um, She's also going to be very prolific with the bow, so archery. Now, especially in the beginning, you know, I couldn't just go with a bow and leave it at that. Uh, I did equip uh, daggers because I kind of figured that would fit her character, her personality, uh, kind of using it at a pinch, using it, you know, if I didn't think I had a shot with my bow, uh, using my sneak ability to kind of sneak up and do sneak attacks and whatnot. Again, this is not gospel. This is just how I'm playing it. This is going to kind of give you an idea. So the major skills that I'm really focusing on with my vampire assassin, um, the major ones, uh, sneak, archery, light armor, and restoration magic. Uh, I really do need restoration magic, and I need it for two reasons. First of all, uh, I'm probably, uh, or I did in the beginning, take a beating. Uh, I really needed to be very good at healing myself and, you know, really constantly throughout the game, even though uh, I'm bolstering my light armor uh, to improve its ability and, you know, you know, with the purse that I'm getting to, to improve, um, you know, the way it protects me. Uh, and same thing with sneak, improving my sneak to really almost kind of become invisible. Uh, still, you know, if I'm getting caught out there, I really do need the ability to kind of heal myself. Another reason I need restoration magic is I need that necromage perk because I am playing as a vampire and I'm, if you haven't heard about this, you know, if you're interested in playing as a vampire, um, when you become a vampire and you go through the full transition, you're classified as undead. The Necromage perk is a perk in the restoration skill tree that spells affect the undead greater. So this means if I use a healing spell, it affects me even better. If I use resist fire, if I re- uh, use resist frost, it just, it, it, it improves it. It improves its ability. Um, this also goes for active effects. So if I have enchanted items on, those enchantments now, you know, that are kind of bolstering me are going to bolster me even more. So that is definitely one of the, the big reasons why I wanted to play as a vampire. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, those major skills that I really, really focused on, I mean, I think it's really pretty obvious why I did it. Now, a lot of people who want to play as a sneaky character, as an assassin character, uh, or even a vampire character, would also want to concentrate on illusion magic uh, because of, you know, the ability to muffle and make yourself invisible. Um you could do that. You absolutely could do that. I decided not to do that. And the reason I decided not to do that is just because if you look at my major skills that I'm focusing on, I'm only really focusing on four major skills. So I can really kind of, you know, dump my skill points in there and raise them up really, really quickly. Um, you know, if I, if I start looking at investing in, um, you know, one handed 
or, you know, destruction or illusion magic. I'm really starting to kind of spread myself thin. And I kind of noticed that when I did my pure mage build, you know, I tried to limit the schools of magic that he was involved with, but even still, it was a lot of skill trees to start climbing up. And I, I really wanted to kind of tighten that focus up a bit. And that's why I did that. So really what I'm saying is, is look, if you want to play a vampire type assassin and you want to bolster them with illusion magic, uh, maybe not use a bow and maybe do one handed. That's absolutely fine. This is the way I chose to play my character. You know, again, this is not gospel. This is not like the way you have to do it. Um, the next thing is, is, you know, you look at your health, magic, stamina, you know, how do I, you know, as, as I level up and I get to increase these, how do I want to do it? Um, I kind of broke it down as a 40, 30, 30. So, you know, 40% of my points are going to go towards health, uh, and then 30 towards magic and stamina. You really kind of need a balance like that. Now I know I really said that I'm not relying heavily on magic, but don't forget, I am going to rely heavily on restoration magic, so I really do need to bolster my magic. Um, for the archery, for uh, the sneaking, you know, being able to kind of move quickly, rolling and dodging while sneaking, uh, being able to make the stronger shots, the, the slow time shots, uh, the distance shots, uh, I do need stamina. But I also do need health. You know, it, it's really, it's really kind of a clean split. Uh, you know, maybe when I get to the point where I feel that my magic is good enough that I can cast restoration spells and I don't have to really worry about it too much. I'm not going to be doing it too much. And when I kind of talk about some of the other, some of the other kind of like perks and things uh, that I did to help my character out where I don't need to rely on restoration magic so much, or, you know, I do find, you know, I hit that necromage perk, you know, then maybe I'll start putting more, make it more almost of like a 50, 50 between health and, and stamina, maybe once in a while bolstering my magic a bit, but definitely in the beginning, you kind of want to do a nice clean split like that. Uh, if you're going to play the way that I'm playing, uh, which stone do I choose? That's always a big question. You know, stones, no matter what kind of type of character you're doing, stones are very, very important. In the beginning, uh, I did the thief stone because I wanted a kind of bolster and I, I kind of debated it. You know, should I go with the mage stone? But I'm only really going to work on restoration. But, you know, um, you know, my sneaking around and, and things like that, I really kind of needed that bolstered. So I did the Thief Stone in the beginning for a while. I started to improve my skills. When I kind of got to a place where I was really, really comfortable, I switched over and I actually chose the Lady Stone. Uh, the Lady Stone is really, really good because you regenerate health and stamina faster. That's really going to be important when you become a vampire. Because when you become a vampire, don't forget that during the day, uh, you kind of suffer that effect of being a vampire. Your health and stamina, you know, they really don't recover at all. Um, you know, you, you, you have to use uh, spells or potions or things like that to recover it during the day. But if you invoke the Lady Stone, you actually can start to recover it. Here's another thing. Any of the other builds that you heard me do, I really stay away from Dragon Shouts. I was never really a big fan of Dragon Shouts. I mean, if I defeated a dragon and I got the word wall and I learned the word and I had the dragon souls and, 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 I, and I activated them, if it kind of seemed like interesting, I, I would do it. If you're going to be this type of character and when I kind of 
you know, talk about the two shouts that I, that I've gotten and, and I'm using, you'll kind of understand, like it fits in, it's really more because it fits in with the character. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So the dragon aspect shout, uh, that's a good one to use because, you know, you, you get a lot of, you get a lot of perks with that. You get a lot of special abilities with that. It bolsters a lot, really. The main reason you want to get this shout is because it increases the power of other shouts that you do, and it reduces the time between shouts. On top of that, you also want to make sure you get an amulet of Talos, because if you're wearing the amulet of Talos, it reduces the time uh, for um, the time between shouts for the shouts to recharge. You also want to frequently go to the shrine of Talos and get the blessing of Talos, because that too will reduce the time between shouts. So you have dragon aspect your amulet of Talos and um, the shrine of Talos to reduce the time between shouts or the, the time for a shout to recharge. The reason that's important is, is because my vampire assassin, she's very prolific with the bow. Plus she's a vampire, vampire speed. I want my assassin to fire off this bow, almost like it was a machine gun, you know, to just, litter the battlefield with arrows you know being able to you know with light armor a bow and arrow take out a group of people because the other shout that i invoke and it's very very important is the slow time shout you activate that slow time shout you have you know a group of bandits uh, a group of soldiers in front of you you could fire off 10 15 shots you could dodge theirs if they're firing arrows at you because you're going to be at a distance. You could dodge them, and you could fire back. You could really level the playing field here. Um, and plus two, if you think about it, if I'm playing as a vampire and I have that vampire speed, this is going to kind of give that appearance that, you know, as a Bosmer, I was an incredible archer. I was fast. Now as a vampire, it just bolstered it. I'm just that much faster. You know, I'm going to exact my revenge. It's almost going to be like, I'm going to be like a sniper. Uh, I'm going to be hidden. There's going to be a barrage of arrows, and nobody's going to know who shot it, where they came from, how many archers are out there. But it's just going to be one person, one vampire assassin, looking for revenge. And that's why I did that. On top of that, and, you know, like I said, this is an archer. We need a bow. There's a lot of great bows out there. Um, you know, looking it up, doing research on it, the Zephyr bow. The Zephyr bow is the fastest bow. You know, it, it decreases the draw time. So you, you actually fire, I think it's 30% faster than any other bow in Skyrim. So that, on top of my slow time shout, on top of the fact that with my dragon aspect and my Amulet of Talos, and my Blessing of Talos, decreasing my time between shouts, I I could almost keep my slow time shout almost going constantly. You know, once I'm strong enough, it's almost like I I could play out battle scenes in slow motion. You know, the shout starts to wear off. Well, guess what? It's already recharged. I'm activating it again. There's almost like no drop-off time in between compound on top of that i have probably the fastest bow in all of skyrim there you go i'm going to be this speedy assassin that's just one person taking out a group of people it's like it's like a ninja it's like a vampire ninja almost um armor 
there's many different ways you can go with armor. Really, any way, any way you want to go with it. Any kind of light armor out there. Uh, Thieves Guild, Guildmaster, um, Shrouded Armor, Ancient Shrouded Armor. Um, what I chose to do, and I did this really, um, I did this really kind of more for the look of it because it was really kind of a cool look. Is I actually uh, combined a couple of armor sets. Um, I got the Nightingale armor, and I have the Nightingale hood, I have the Nightingale uh, gauntlets and boots, but um, I use vampire armor, uh, vampire, sorry, not vampire, uh, but vampire royal armor. Um, just the armor part, not the not the cowl, not the gauntlets, not the boots. That's all taken care of by the Nightingale armor. It looks really cool. I mean, the Nightingale armor set is a pretty cool armor armor set in its own, and you could really play with just that. But, you know, putting that, that Royal Vampire armor on, it really adds to the effect of it. Plus two, uh, you regenerate Magicka. I think it's like 125, 125% faster. So, you know, I really need to regenerate Magicka because maybe I really need to rely on those healing spells. It's kind of like I'm covering all my bases here, you know, and that's really the way I look at it. Um, you know, in terms of like daggers, you can do whatever you want with that. You know, I think I just, I just have a pair of elven daggers, uh, you know, and, uh, with, with smithing, you know, I've enhanced them. Um, I've enhanced the quality of them. I don't really rely or I try not to rely on it. And that's the thing is, is as I'm playing this character, like I said, uh, certain quests, uh, that I did, or I'm going to do is, you know, I did the thieves guild quest, simply because I wanted to get that Nightingale set of armor. Um, you know, Dawn Guard, so I can get to Lord Harkon to become a vampire, and also eventually get uh, the Royal Vampire armor as well. Um, you know, Brotherhood, uh, the Dark Brotherhood. It's a great one to do. It's a great way to kind of improve on and work on your assassin ability, uh, sneaking and whatnot. And... You know, too, if you want that ancient shrouded armor, you know, that's the only way you could get it. So it, it, it's a good one to do. Uh, joining the Stormcloak Rebellion. Uh, again, anyone that's going to take out Thalmor. Uh, it's especially great if you kind of notice as you're traveling around, uh, if you do see the Thalmor on the road, to kind of sneak away and just pick them off from afar. It is so much fun. Uh, the other things that I do, kind of other restrictions that I put in place for this character and for my gameplay is, is, um, you know, I stay away from big cities uh, and, and holds and whatnot. Um, you know, I do have the mod, the camping mod, and um, all of that. So I, I camp outside, I stay in the woods, uh, kind of also drawing on my Bosma roots there a bit. And, um, I tend to try not to fast travel a lot. If I need to go to one of the major holds for something, I will fast travel. I won't take a cart though, but I will fast travel. But once I leave from there to carry out a mission or, or a quest, I should say, um, I don't fast travel. I really try to limit my fast traveling as much as possible. I want to roam Skyrim. Uh, I want to run into Thalmor. I want to run into Altmer. Um, and, you know, that's the thing is, is if I know or, or if I see Altmer in an area or Thalmor in an area, I'm not even going to question it. I'm going to take them out, you know, even if they're just simple farmers or whatnot. That's how I'm playing this character. Um, 
I think this is a great build if you want a great archer and you want to give a different backstory to it. I think the vampirism adds a really nice touch to it. Um, kind of more for role-playing purposes. Again, like I said, you know, my character, uh, family was killed, looking for vengeance, wants to be an assassin, and will do whatever it takes, so much so that she will become a vampire to sort of bolster her skills, get that blazing speed, and just become the most feared and deadly assassin out there. Like I said, it's just a fun way that I like to play it. Um, you know, I didn't really go into really too much detail here kind of gave you the quick and dirty on it if you'd like to know more about it just reach out to me on instagram hit me up with a dm and i'll answer any questions for you guys thanks for listening uh do me a favor head on over to www.brothersandarmchairs.com it's the website that's going to link you up to every single podcast in the brothers and armchairs network this is jay and good gaming to you